my man was pumped. He got him a pot still. He said he had been chasing after this thing. Chasing. Yes. And he said he said he was going to go buy a lottery ticket now because he felt lucky that he that he finally found what he's been looking for. Well, so, good for him. My man is somewhere tonight probably very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 49 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello, fellas. What's going on, guys? You know who this is? Oh, my God, he's back. Oh, I'm about to bring some life to this party again. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, do you know what this episode is? Uh, no. It is our one-year anniversary. Oh. Well, one year, one stinking year. I can't believe that. It seems like it was. Uh, it seems like it was yesterday. Nah. So, do we celebrate or something? We should. Take I it. feel like we're always celebrating something, right? We did a ten, tenth episode. Somebody's birthday. Yeah, twentieth episode. I year. think it'll probably slow down now. But I thought it'd be fun to reminisce on our personal favorite episodes that we've uh, we've recorded. Who's gonna go first on this one? Because I have I have a very distinct episode in mind. Oh, well, lead us off. Yeah, you got to go then. So if you guys remember when we started this podcast, it was back during the times when um, basically the country was locked down, right? And so we were... It seemed like a good new thing to do. It did. It seemed like a good thing to do. But then I also was staying home and quarantining because we didn't have vaccines yet or we had just got them and everything else. And I was worried about, you know, family members and things like that. And so uh, we were starting with me on Zoom and... um, one of the first few episodes where we stopped doing Zoom was one of episode nine, where I remember, I think it was the first time we maybe had done a double header episode, and it was where we did Woodford Reserve Rye. You guys remember that? Oh, I, yeah. I, I remember that one. That yeah, was like so, the second episode of that night, I think. Mm-hmm. It was. It was the second and episode. it was kind of on a whim. We're like, hey, let's just do a second one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and none of us, I think, I don't think any of us were expecting to actually like the Woodford Rye as much as we did. But it almost didn't make the episode. It was almost gone. I wonder why yeah. we decided to even do that bottle. I don't remember. I think we hadn't done a rye yet. Well, then we did Baby Saz was our very first one. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We needed but Woodford, I guess. I don't know. I just remember we started drinking that. We liked it. And, you know, we had our old purple panda mics and everything else. So it sounded like we were just having like a little party over here. <laughs> and it really did feel like it. And so it was just a really fun, memorable episode for me. Oh, yeah. That was that was good. Which leads me to my favorite one is the one that we did at my house. <laughs> um yeah so i think it was 21 it was nothing about the knob creek 12 that was all right that was fine but you know not having to leave my house um at, at that time i think my wife was out of town you know and i had the kids so i was like hey just come on over and you guys just remember uh my dog snoring on the on the living room, <laughs> on the living room couch at like 80 decibels. So yeah. I thought about that today just because last night my dog was snoring so loud that I couldn't even sleep. So, you know, <laughs> I thought, you know what, that was kind of fun. And then, I, you know, and I being at my own house, I, I think I, I was able to get out a couple of my bottles that I didn't, you know, predetermine and bring over, you know, so we were able to get those out and, and enjoy them. And it was like a little different. It's kind of the way we're sitting now. You know, it was like sitting around a table, mm-hmm. you know, a little more conversational than than the, the way uh, we were sitting. The way we were sitting before. That was the first time we had done it like that. So yeah. that was my favorite. 
That was a lot of fun, and I remember. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and also <laughs> Anthony almost got attacked by my eight pound dog too. Yeah. <laughs> that dog hated the me. Other, the other dog, the he other hated, hated Anthony. <laughs> and it's like, man, I might need to go home. I was like, he'll be all right. Don't worry. My, He's growling at me. Right and I, they're best friends. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he well, has a way with people and animals like that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> a lot of people growl at him at first, but you know. Well, I'm gonna go way back on mine. I, my favorite so far has been, I think, episode six. It was the Maker's Mark uh, cash strength episode. Okay. I think the only reason I like it is that anytime I can complain about the uh, Maker's Mark ambassador program, <laughs> uh, I'm all for it yeah. of how they've pretty much dropped the ball on it over the years. But they're, they're doing so much now, though. That is true, but they still drop the ball on the ambassador program. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that bottle tasted pretty good, though. Yeah. We did like that one for sure. So speaking of, I just I got into the ambassador program late. You know, I've been in the bourbon for a while, but I hadn't been in, you know, we hadn't gone to Makers. And so I joined. So now coming up this summer, I believe my oh. bottle will be ready. So, you know, it's can be, we can be like rookies all over again, you know, going there and mm-hmm. buy the Makers t-shirt and the glasses with the wax dipped on them, everything dipped on wax. Are you going to get anything other than your name on the label? Can you get like any other personalization? Yeah, everybody or? always wants to just put their name. I wonder if I can yes. do something else. Well, when I went, it was just pre-printed and you just took it off the, the sheet and just stuck it on the bottle. Uh, well, there you go. Another strike against them for the ambassador program. What if I pretended like I was falling into the hot wax? <laughs> like I slipped or something, or I dropped my phone in there, you know? <laughs> I should bring my old phone. You know, I just got a new cell phone. I The old one I still got at the house, and, you know. Just should, toss it in I there. I should bring it happens. in there and act like I'm t- trying to take a picture of the wax, and I drop it in. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Well, uh, before we get into our bottle this this evening, we're going to do an update on the um, the shout outs that we're going to start doing on people that leave review for us on Apple Podcasts. We did have one anonymous one this okay. week or time of this recording. So you know who you are. Big shout out. Thank you. Thank you, anonymous. I mean, the easiest way to get your name on this thing is to give us a review. But if you leave it a bad one, you're not going to get a shout out. So that's that, right. That's true. We might make fun of you on this thing we if you leave a bad one. Maybe it's a pot still. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, I saw in a bourbon group that I was in today, this guy had, he was at Costco and not, not here in town, not here in Lexington, it was somewhere else. And I mean, he was, this, my man was pumped. He got him a pot still. He said he had been chasing after this thing. Chasing. Yes. And he said, he said he was going to go buy a lottery ticket now because he felt lucky that he, that he finally found what he's been looking for. Well, so, good for him. My man is somewhere tonight probably very disappointed. <laughs> what is it? One Hopefully. man's trash is another man's treasure. Treasure. Well, that one seems to be trash for everybody. So <laughs> it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be appropriate to celebrate a one year anniversary without saying something about pot still. <laughs> what if I took a pot still to the uh, maker's wax and tried to dip that big long neck into it? That's there's no competition there. there no, <laughs> I mean the only, the only good thing is, is the wax would make it harder to open, and then we wouldn't have to drink it. So <laughs> actually, you're sealing it so no one can drink it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anybody. Time to capsule no, sorry. sorry, just bury it after you dip it in the wax. Just, just bury it. They'll find it a couple hundred years from now, and they'll still think it's bad. Well, I'm pretty excited about this tonight's bottle for our one year. We are going to go with the Weller CYPB. The Weller CYPB. So CYPB stands for Craft Your Perfect Bourbon. And the distillery is Buffalo Trace. The bottle date is 2021. ABV is 95%. Proof is 47.5. This is not age stated, but in on the back of the bottle and in press releases, they say approximately eight years old. 
The mash bill is, of course, undisclosed because it's Buffalo Trace, and but it's their weeded mash bill. And the MSRP on this thing is $50. All right. Oh, so it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, so that wouldn't be yeah, bad. Oh, yeah, so if I found this good. on the shelf, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's that's about right. Yeah, yeah. So so the bottle looks just like all the other bottles that that Weller has put out. Um, I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, this was the first one to do the 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 cork on top. I believe. I think you're right. I, I, OWA switched to it like right after that. Yep. But you know, like Weller Special Reserve and, and Weller Twelve, they they just have they still have the screw tops. Both yep. of them do. Um, even Weller Twelve. Um, and now I think all the other ones up up the level the levels have the uh have the cork so same label as all the other ones except this one's white i remember like i said i was i was telling you guys beforehand i was pretty green in bourbon when uh this one came out so i remember getting pumped that you know uh it was the fourth fourth one of the uh of the wellers at that time right so yeah the green the special reserve the the red and then well so like you had the special reserve right we all had the special reserve we all had the owa all of us here have the Weller 12, right? So <laughs> then we just for one the next oh, one. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh. oh man, that one that, that never that never that never gets old. Never does. Yeah, <laughs> that never gets old. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, it is. I was a little disappointed with the the name CYPB. What a stupid! I felt like you could have come up with something. Yeah. Even if it does mean craft your perfect bourbon, like I mean, people were voting on all of these things. Why couldn't you also vote on a name for it? Yeah. You know. So anyway, that part uh, leaves me a little uh, disappointed. The bot, the back of the bottle, I believe, is okay. So it's got a little bit of a, a history about the CYPB, oh, right? Yeah. Um, it says basically people visited uh, their website, craftyourperfect or yourperfectbourbon.com. Oh yes, uh, and you got to choose the recipe, the proof, the warehouse location, and age. We know how much you care about warehouse. I was going to say, I'll be honest, I care about none of that stuff really. <laughs> People uh, got on there and voted. Um, I guess they probably didn't give you an option for another brand. Like, with, what's your perfect bourbon? And they usually, oh, Heaven Hill. You know, that probably wasn't an option. At, at I think the match bill was, like, general, like, you know, would you want meat weeded or rye or, you know. Uh, this is, it says it's a limited edition, but they put it out every year. So I don't know if that's really limited or not. But Yeah, and, I, and the first year was, what, 2018 was the first year they put it out, even though they launched that website, I think, in 2015. So it does say eight years right here on the back. It says, but it doesn't say, does it say actually eight years? Yeah, it says a weeded recipe bourbon aged on the highest warehouse floors for eight years and bottled at 95 proof. Oh, so I guess that kind of is an age statement. Yeah. So you obviously didn't do any legwork for this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Dropping the ball. Caught me sleeping. And I'm sure that this is just like generic on every Weller bottle, but it says, let us know what you think about the WL Weller bourbon. Well, we obviously did. I mean, that's why this bourbon is out because they let you know. Like, why? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> why? Why would I give you my opinion on something that I've already gave my opinion on? It's you like know? you call the comment line. Like, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day with the fast food restaurants, you can call like and just say, like, tell us what you think of the chicken nuggets. Like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, just like that with the bourbon. So the McDonald's right over here, close to our house, it, it has one of those things on the window. You know, the drive-through window. It says like, let us know how we're doing. Yeah. And it only gives two options for how to letting them know how, how you're doing. Oh, God. It, an address, a physical address that you can mail a letter to, and then there's a fax number. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, they clearly care about about what you think in the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm so hot about I mean, you get my order wrong, I'm going to mail you a letter. And three <laughs> days later, you're going to get that letter about those fries that you got wrong. Yeah. So, my wife, like, where are you going? I'm going to UPS to send a fax. <laughs> I got to go McDonald's. send this fax right now. Right now. 
But uh, so anyway, it says um, maybe, I guess maybe you could let them know, you know, you could say, oh, I voted for nine years and you chose eight years. Yeah. So you're going to let them know right there at uh, Mark Brown doesn't Weller care about Bourbon, the people. Well, or at bourbonwhiskey.com. Right? Yeah. He don't care. I don't know who that is, but he didn't care. <laughs> but other than that, you know, there's not much to this, really. You know, yeah. do you think that this catches the eye on the shelf? I think the white probably stands out because there's. I don't think there's that many white labels besides. I'm thinking the first thing that came to mind when you said white label Evan was Evan Williams. Williams. Right. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's hard to to say that because my mind is already tainted at knowing that this is a really good one to have. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I automatically my eye goes to the white labeled Weller if I see a picture of a bunch of the mm. Weller lineups. You know what I mean? Like I would need somebody that knows nothing about bourbon to say. Does this catch your eye? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it makes sense. But I think of all the Weller labels, though, like if you think about the the foolproof and OWA and everything, I don't know what it is. I think I said the same thing we talked about 1792 small batch. I said I like the cream colored single barrel the most. So I don't know. I like the way this looks. I think I like the foolproof, the blue. The blue? I think the blue is my favorite. There you go. Yeah, the blues always look, even on the 1792. Well, 12 is black, Stephen. Oh, yeah. So you know, I, I don't have that one. Yeah, well, okay. so that's why I was just giving you an idea about what that one I might look like. Black. So I'll look for it next time, I go, that, yeah. next time I go Kroger. I'll look see for that it. One, it always yeah. looks like the Steelers colors to me, even though it's not like yellow enough, but that's what it reminds if me of. If you ever see one, pick, pick one up for me, okay? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Maybe I have a two for one. So these things like... <laughs> so these things hit the market and they like were really high, right? I mean, they've kind of stayed at about the same though for years now. 500 to 600. Yeah. They I went think, up a little bit for a while, and then they've kind of come back down a little bit. Yeah, I think the big problem is that... that is that uh, secondary at the store? No, it's secondary. Oh, secondary, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, no. I think the big problem is that when this thing came out, I just remember thinking like, oh, this is going to hit retail, and I'll actually be able to get it. Um, how silly, you know? Because I don't know that anybody... I didn't know anybody that got one for the first two years, so... I don't think I did either. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I remember store here in town that I was always visiting. I think they got one in one time and it kind of surprised them, you know, like early on. Yeah. um, He just told me about it. He's like, yeah, we got one. And he goes, somebody was here and they got it, you know, like they didn't. So I don't know. I mean, it's five, I think it's, well, it hovers around 550 to 650 or so now, I think. Yeah. It was higher than that for a while. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It's come down a little bit, which is weird. I don't, I don't know. Some things are weird right now. Yeah. Bottle prices are kind of stupid. So I guess that's why we have to end up, you know, tasting to see if we, what we think. Right. Oh, so 95 proof. What is that? Like that's higher than all the others. Right. Uh, so at that time that was, well, I guess they had OWA at that time. Yeah. It's higher than the 12, 12 and, and special reserve. Yeah. Those are both 90. Yep. Well, fellas, should we go for our first notes? I smell fresh berries. We get a rich, luscious, like brown sugar and vanilla. Okay. And a little bit of honey. Yeah, I agree with that. There's definitely, to me, this is one of the better noses of all of the episodes, my opinion. Go ahead and crucify me for it. Are you saying this is better than straight from the barrel? Just because the straight from the barrel and even the gold in some respects had really nice noses. They also like bit you a little bit. This is a little softer. I don't get a ton of ethanol. I don't know if you guys do. So would you say it's pretty close to perfect? <laughs> I see where you're going. Um, I don't know, because having tasted some of the BTAC stuff um, just very, very briefly, those those are just, those are some noses to be, you know, if you're comparing them, 
those are definitely going to be better than this. But this is my opinion. A little floral too. Is there chocolate in there? I don't know if it's cho- chocolate or butterscotch. I'm getting a little butterscotch. I know that when it comes to the the, the nosing, I'm always looking at Michael when he's here because I'm like, is he getting anything? We getting anything? He, I think he's bored with this section of it. He is. Yeah, I, I get bourbon. That's what I get. You get bourbon. They all kind of sound the, uh, smell the same to me. So when you do the nose, when you do the notes through your mouth, you definitely get a huge amount of caramel. Yep, it's just it's pleasing though. I don't think there's That's anything. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. nice. Let's go for a first sip. Goes down smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's super smooth. Um, it's got some characteristics of all. I would say of of different characteristics that you pick up from different Weller products. Um, it's definitely weeded. Definitely weeded. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit more of a note that you talked about previously when we were warming up here, which is a little bit of that barrel char on the back end. Right. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I did pick up a little bit of that barrel char. I didn't char. really pick it up on the nose as much as I pick it up on the taste, but the, definitely getting the honey, a little bit of the floral stuff, a little bit of the butterscotch caramel, but it's not... It's real subtle. It's subtle. Everything's yeah. subtle. Everything's very subtle. It's like It's like a... Delicate. I'm having a very fine sip in a small, tiny glass, and it's a very expensive sip. Is that how you craft your own bur- your perfect bourbon? I guess subtle, so. Subtle taste. Subtle. So, like, I remember going to the we went to the distillery one time. I think my wife and I, and they had like iPads sitting there where you could vote on this kind of stuff. I think. Yeah. You know, like just like the website you could do, but they had it like the website already pulled up on an iPad. You can sit there, and I mean. I remember doing some of those things. And I remember my wife sitting there doing that. And I'm like, what do you know the difference between 90 proof and 95 proof and yeah. 100 proof? So it's just interesting that they so settled we have, on. We have a random amount of people. I think uh, Stephen's kind of the uh, scientist or whatever you call it in the group. You know, I'm yeah. sure. What's the one where the, the dots way out in the corner? You know, like you've got all the all the dots are kind of in one spot. Outliers. And, yeah, you got the outliers out yeah. there. You know, so I guess that person's probably the one that's emailing saying, "How come you didn't count my vote in the?" <laughs> in you know, the, uh, you know speaking per- going to perfect dis- bourbon. Speaking of going to distillery, you know, what my favorite thing to do at Buffalo Traces: stand in line and wait for uh, the uh, Blantons <laughs> once every three months. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> it's when they have those uh, cocktail hour um, events in the evening. Oh, okay, those are so much fun. If anyone hasn't gone, they I don't I don't know since COVID if they're still doing it yet. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing anything right now. But you buy a ticket, and you might think the ticket's like pricey. Like I don't know if it costs like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars. Yeah. But you go there, you go to their like reception area. They have just—I'm not kidding you—like mountains of like of appetizers and hors d'oeuvres and fruit oh, wow. and cheeses. Wow. You go to the bar; they have a signature cocktail. I mean, there's so much food. They actually have some like um, some vendors that come there and give you food, okay. like try out different things. That's just a great time, great evening, man. It's all, just, it's all open. I mean, you pay, you pick it, and just go in and enjoy yourself. So seriously, though, at Buffalo Trace, you stand in this line, okay? Does Freddie Johnson come out and give you root beer I, and smile I, at you? I don't care if come he's on. picking up my trash. But Oh, come on. I mean, these people treat him <laughs> like he's... He, the worst part is standing in line. Yeah. You know, you know, like, you have to stand in line, and standing in line with other bourbon people is the worst thing in the world because they want to tell you about bourbon. <laughs> And I don't want to hear it, right? 
You know, you know who these people are, right? You're like Bourbon Grinch tonight, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're talking about like everything that they have. And, yeah, and you know, yeah. they've got all this. And you want to tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, you're wrong, dude. You're yeah. telling you, you know, not, I don't care about their opinion on, on what something tastes like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to tell you facts and they're wrong. They're trying to tell you like um, there's a bourbon that says it's high rye on the label and they're like, it's not really high rye though. It's actually weeded. And right. you're like, you know, no, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they've got this, they've only got this kind and this kind. I'm like, no, they get more than that, but you know, yeah. so it's the worst. I like I like salty Michael when he comes back from a hiatus. Yeah, can you tell? I've been kind of down on bourbon lately. He's got some angst. Yeah, you got some some angst. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of down on it. What's what's Why causing you to be down? I don't know. Just too many people in it now. Yeah, too many people. Too many too many people out there. I don't know. Trying to make money and do all that kind of stuff. Which hey, I like making money too. But well, let's. I say we pick that up. In a second here, after we, you know, decide oh, yeah, on course, what we yeah. think about this, yeah. but um, because I do want to talk about that because I feel like that's something that gets a lot of people down. Well, with that, thanks for listening. I'm just kidding. Oh man. <laughs> so, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Weller's CYPB? Oh, I'd buy it. I'm, I was talking. You know, we were talking about secondary prices. I wouldn't pay secondary, but I'd pay half of secondary for it. So I would buy it. Yeah, I would too. Um, as you mentioned, when this bottle came out, I would I was just hoping, I don't know if it's like a dream I had, like I'm just going to walk in and find it. Well, it never happened. I never won a lottery, saw other people do that. And this was the first year I had the chance to buy the bottle. So it was the fourth release. And as soon as I got it, unlike other bottles, so sometimes I get a special release bottle, I bring it home, I set it on the shelf, and I just look at it for a while because I'm like, I don't know if I ever get it again. I want to wait till I get a backup to open it. I didn't do any of that. I got this bottle. I had family in town that same weekend and I opened it <laughs> and I said, I'm open this. We're going to drink it and find out what the hype's about. And it has changed a little bit in flavor, not necessarily for better or worse. It just, it was good then. It's good now. And I would definitely buy it all day if I could find it. And similar to what Michael said, like, you know, half a secondary maybe that would be the tops that's what i was thinking I, uh, uh, some buddies and i were discussing this the other day he he was out somewhere and you know someplace had a cypb for three hundred dollars and you know i think he or he saw it online or something he's like i'd buy that three hundred dollars you know just just because it's still a pretty good deal i think yeah. you know huh. you, you think? guys have different reactions than i did what do you think i would buy uh up to a point i think I don't know if I even would go half a secondary. Okay. Um, I'm thinking in my head of just some of the other bottles that, you know, you can buy from overseas and get shipped here. Oh, for that. Blanton's. Specifically straight from the barrel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, we. I guess you can pretty much get that from overseas. You can get that for under $200, right, a bottle? Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. And so if I'm going to start paying $300 for this bottle... I get that. And that we makes were, sense. We, we were saying this, the Blanton straight from the barrel should be a BTAC replacement. I know. And I still too. agree. I still agree with that. So, yeah. so I'm going to be. I mean, I'll be a buy up to. I'll pay a hundred dollars for the bottle. Okay. I mean, you're going to laugh, but no, no. That's no. listen. I mean, there are people out there right now, and I don't want to transition to talking about what we were, what Michael mentioned about being sort of burnt out from bourbon. But it's almost kind of like the perfect transition to it, especially on the one year anniversary here, is that. There are certain bottles out there when you think about it, like think about something as simple as E.H. Taylor, right? If you can get E.H. Taylor for $40 to $45, which is its retail price, it's great. 
Should you be going out and spending $100 on E.H. Taylor? Probably not, but people do it all day, right? Yeah. And so that's the kind of um, dichotomy, I guess, that exists in the bourbon game where things are worth to you what you know or to anybody what they would pay for them but what are they buying them for are they buying them for an investment they buying them to drink them and enjoy them like that's why i think when i got this i said i'm going to open this because i have my brother and my dad in the same place and i want to enjoy this you know what i mean and that's, that's what it's about reason. but yeah, you know but i don't know take it yeah take no, it i mean from I, there, I, guess. I think i don't like paying that much i would never pay that much half a secondary for a bottle unless it was something like this you know i'm not paying half of secondary or when I say have, of this bottle, so two hundred or three hundred dollars for some of the dumb things that are out there now, you know, like I'm not buying a four gate for three hundred dollars or a pig whistle or whatever that thing's called or uh, whatever <laughs> the uh, what's the other one? There's another one that sits in a case over there at Total Wine with a pig on it too. I'm not paying four hundred dollars. Oh, the peg leg porker, the pig, peg, peg, peg leg, is that what it is? Peg, peg, peg leg porker. Yeah, I'm not paying four hundred dollars for that thing. Or, yeah, it seems excessive. Or any of. I just feel like, and that's what gets me down on right now is like I feel like everything is just so expensive. Yeah. And anything that is reasonably priced, there are a million people just sitting in parking lots waiting on, and I'm never going to get those anymore either because I work and don't, yeah. you know, and... And they have crotch shots to show yeah, off. and they are going to do that. And anything else, like we've talked about before, when you go into Total Wine and you see their murderer's row of picks that look ridiculous sitting there, of 20 brands that you've never heard of for $85 each, I'm not doing that either. Yeah. So that's why I'm just kind of down because you just walk up and down the aisles now and you're like, this is a bunch of crap. So... Yeah, it has sort of crossed the threshold now where premium bottles, like every bottle, even um, like I know a friend of mine happened upon a uh, Michter's Toasted Rye, I think, the other day, and it was at retail, and that was, I think, 100 or $109. And I remember um, a buddy getting a Michter's Toasted Rye probably three or four years ago at retail, it was 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I get it because... And that's not one of the ones that I'm going to reach that high for, a hundred and something bucks. You but know? I mean, those things sell for like 250, right. uh, 250 to 300 on the secondary, but which, to me, that which thing, that's, that's a thing, you know, not, I mean, and so like these brands, they got to keep, I feel like they keep increasing their prices and stuff because they can, because they're cutting the secondary, but then it doesn't stop the secondary. The secondary just goes higher. Right. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I'm just not... No, just I'm Jane, not up yeah, on that. Yeah, just like I just know that I got I got good things. You know, we're sitting here looking at this Buffalo Trey store pick that's just great. You know, and yeah. I'll just keep buying those. Like those come out enough, and you know they don't really raise their their prices don't really go up, and so. And I think that's important because we had this conversation, right, Stephen? We were talking about the fact that. We all have the conversation, but it's when you're looking at price. I mean, we've all texted each other at different times. We're looking at something on the shelf. And we're like, do you think this is worth it? Do we should record, you know, record a podcast, review it, do something with it. And um, we found some pretty good stuff, I think, over the course of nearly 50 episodes where we'd say, like, this stuff's moderately priced and it's not going to break your pocket. It's good stuff, you know. Yeah, just looking back at, you know, going through all the episodes before we started and, you know, just kind of reminiscing about the old ones and, you know, picking out the episodes that we enjoyed. I mean, they're all, I mean, for the most part, within reach of everyone. Yeah. And, I mean, I think for the, I wish I had a tally of how many of us, like, you know, past tried or bought the bottles, but I'm sure it was pretty high, at least trying or, or buying, most of them. Yeah. But, so, you know, you think about, like, I go back to the episode that I, we did at my house with the Knob Creek 12, and it's like 100 bucks for that bottle, like, you know, and, mm-hmm. you're, you know, we're all like, 
that's not not worth that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's good, but don't go spend a hundred and something dollars on it. I think we're, we, I think we're a try or buy on that bottle. Well, it might've been a try. Cause I think we're all like, we make fun of it, but you know, it's yeah, I mean, not bad. But, yeah. It's we're not just, bad, but we were talking about yeah. the picks being, you know, a lot cheaper and yeah, you know, so I think we're all adapting to the new normal in some respects. And it's fun to have a whole bar of limited releases. You know, I have quite a few bottles of different things, but the end of the day like just enjoying time and and hanging out with people and doing stuff like that's that's more important that's what bourbon's about not about like what can i profit off it and stuff even i don't don't even get me started i i I share you're making me skeptical now i'm thinking about people that i knew like that started you know innocently like i love bourbon i'm just getting into it i just sell a couple bottles here and there and now like i don't think they drink anything all they do is sell bottles yeah. <laughs> you know? hey i look i mean that's cool like i, I just collect mine i don't care like yeah. some of mine i'll never open and that's fine with me you know i'll pass but those it, on to my kids exactly but, i was gonna say you're not you're not you're you might sell one here right. and there I sold, but you're I not sold a yeah. lot early yeah. you know and but then i got into it and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna keep these for myself and yeah but that's not your day-to-day you know no, there's I'm a lot not, of people I'm that's their day-to-day to, you know i'm not the person that's spending the night at four roses to get a, a 20 year old bottle and sell it for 1700 and then buy another one but once the price comes down buy it for 800 and then when it goes back up again sell it yeah. for 1700 yeah. again so you're not a stock market speculator yeah. bourbon person so. yeah i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm not trying to do that i especially don't want to sit in my car right now and in front of a liquor store waiting on them to maybe put something out so yeah i'd rather just be sitting in my car in front of the liquor store um making a trade with someone who's getting something they want and something that i want how's about that yeah i mean i've pretty much (laughs) i've kind of uh resigned to the fact that i've probably got all the bottles that i'm going to get at a at a high level you know the Mm -hmm. high level ones unless i trade something or you know maybe maybe win something in in a fireball or something but i'm not you know yeah well, I'm just wait. Maybe they'll bring good. those in-person raffles back, and we'll be out oh, there man. together. I'll still yeah, have a good time. Raffle. <laughs> God, I hope so. That would be so nice. Yeah, it would be. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat. <laughs>